Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode here on the Malastalia Show. Um, some big things going on in the world this week, and and as such, I feel like it behooves me to show that while we focus here on on building blueprints and for success and and focusing on shifting your your personal narrative from things that are are not serving you to things that are serving you from focusing on things that you can't control to focusing on things that you can control and then actually showing you the techniques and the strategies to to actually change those things right so once you're focusing on the things that you can control how do you actually go about changing it how do you actually start that process and what are the mental weights that must be lifted in order to get there um and so that's that's kind of the intent and it all circles around to the purpose that like i my my purpose is is based on helping people operate at the highest level possible that they get closest to that feeling of high energy where they're just glowing and and and, and beaming from the inside um, that that's what makes me glow and being from the inside and so that's that's what the what we focus on here and i think that there are times when when people uh misattribute me and this show as being potentially out of touch with the times because we don't we don't talk about politics we don't talk about current events so much on here there are times when i try to weave it in but i really i try to make the shows evergreen but in the in the spirit and in the essence of of what has happened this week i felt like we were it would serve all of us to to have a little bit of a conversation about it and and so we're going to get a little bit political interestingly on this one uh which it's interesting because one like i said we avoid current events and politics on the show um but it's even more interesting because that's what was the original motivation for this show. And so acknowledging that I have a bunch of biases when it comes to this and that I, they aren't embracing those biases can be satisfying. Um, but at the same time, uh, uh, doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve me. And so I'll be doing my best to check them, but just acknowledge that uh, for me on the political side, I, I, I lean very libertarian. I, uh, small L I'm not affiliated with a party. I have no interest. Um, I, I voted for McCain. I think might've been the first president that I could have voted for. And so I, he was, he, I, I voted for McCain. Uh, and then I don't think I voted main ticket, like main party person until, uh this this election and i will say outwardly that i voted for donald trump now that may cause you to feel a certain way and i know i uh, it's it's inter it's crazy to me because there are people out there that are are removing themselves from other people's lives because of uh opinions that they hold and because of Actions that other people take that are associated with that. Like, I voted for Donald Trump, and knowing everything that I knew at the time, 
if I were to go back in time and do it again, like obviously I would, I voted with, with my heart and my conscience of what I thought was, was best for the country in the areas that matter most to me. Um, that I think are important. Now, knowing what I know now and seeing what happened and not having a crystal ball where I can look forward into the future, <laughs> I, I would, I would absolutely go back and I would not, I would not do that again. Um, and it's, that's something that I think if you're willing to have conversations with people on an individual level, you, you start to learn that about people. You, you no longer take people as their ideas and you take people as people. Like we're malleable and we change and, and the people that are super die hard, die on the hill for this, for a cause are far fewer than the people that kind of go with the flow and, and feel us generally strong about some issues and really strong about others. And it's, it's, it's just kind of a, a mixed, mixed bag, but it saddens me when people want to end their friendships or their relationships with people because of politics, because of some geriatric old men running around uh, a city that have very little impact in your life day to day when, when it all comes down to it. Um, and so I just, I, I felt like transparency, like that's kind of been like my thing this year. And, and I felt like being transparent was important here and to let you know kind of where I'm coming from. And I, I think that, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinions about the future of the country and, and where they believe it's headed and, you know, I actually sat down and watched most, you know, I was, I had some work calls, but I watched most of President Biden's inauguration speech. You know, if we choose to observe this from the perspective of hope and in a perspective of change and unity and coming together, it, it could really be inspiring. Now, now, he's not JFK for sure, and he's no bulwark of conservatism or republicanism, nor has he ever claimed to be. But... If you are a Republican or a Libertarian or even Independent, imagine having any other person in that seat right now. I mean, if you look at the rest of the field and, and imagine of Democrats and imagine them having been granted the imminent power of the at POTUS handle on Twitter. Yeah, that was actually a breaking news headline that happened on Inauguration Day. It's mind-blowing, I know. But I simply ask this of the people in this country. Do not allow politics to rule your life, please. If your day starts with notifications that are political and your news feed all has a political agenda that feeds, that makes you happy, that makes you satisfied, if your dinner conversations revolve around politics, I ask you to just take pause and slightly shift your focus. Don't, don't forget the causes. Don't forget the things you care about. If there's a cause that you're passionate about, then be passionate about the cause. Identify your purpose and the reason for that purpose and the attachment of that to this cause. Then ingratiate yourself with that cause. Connect with those who are in the movement already and, you know, and find out how you can actually help rather than posting on social media. If that's all you can do, that's all you can do. No judgment. And then focus on winning converts. If you really care about your cause, 
converts over arguments, right? Focus on winning converts. The, the end of a conversation, when you focus on winning an argument with somebody who's, who has opposing views of you, typically results in somebody, and, and frequently both parties, walking away feeling more stressed, more frustrated, more angry, more backed up in their corner, heels dug in, and overall worse for having the conversation. And, and, and to the point of, of pursuing your cause, it's pushing people further away and creating that type of, of discontent, creating that type of, of friction in a conversation really doesn't help you to, to engage and allow an open door for, for the bystanders. So you don't realize how many people are actually listening while you're having these types of conversations where you're having these types of disagreements. All of these people that are standing by and not saying anything and that you don't realize are listening are paying attention to the way, to the manner in which you're engaging with people with opposing views. Now, if you're a person that aggressively pursues people with opposing views and you cut them down and you belittle them and you make them feel stupid, do you think that people want to follow you? Would you want to follow you? Do you want people to follow you when that is the example, when that is how you're leading? Is that what you want? Is that the type of movement? Do you want to bring that energy to your cause? I'm sure that you feel justified a thousand ways up and down, that they're immoral and you're moral, and, and, and maybe, maybe, definitely maybe, but even if that's true, tactically, does that improve your position? Does that help you move closer to your cause? Does, does segregating people and, and creating conversations that don't, that don't, embolden your cause that don't that don't create questioning and inquiry and interest but discontent and, and disconnection and hatred and frustration like what what which one of those is is going to further your actual cause it's actually going to see movement in that cause a conversation focused on conversion will result in people walking away asking questions with a desire to learn more if you're not inspiring people to learn more, if you're not living a life that has people asking, wow, what drives them? Then you're doing both yourself and your cause a disservice. Having a conversation, not for the sake of being heard, but for the purpose of understanding. Holding your first thoughts. When, when people say something, Something so contrary to your way of thinking that you, it, it makes you want to throw up in your mouth. But you don't. And you pause. And you say, oh, that's interesting. Why do you believe that? What makes you think that? That's interesting. What, what else do you think about X, Y, or Z? You know, because this thought leads to more questions. More questions lead to a better understanding. Now, you might not think that you want a better understanding of, of this person's views, but how are, you going to, how are you going to have a real conversation with them? How are you ever going to align with them in principles if you don't understand what their principles are? 
in order to understand what, what drives them to think the way that they think about the conversation that you're having. You, you have to ask questions. You have to find out. You have to dig deeper. You only do this if you actually care about your cause, if you actually care about moving the needle in the things that you believe. Now, if you don't care about that and you just care about feeling good, win those arguments. Belittle people. Make them feel awful. Pursue them for, for past decisions and, and don't give them an opportunity to make amends. This is the way that we operate right now. This is the way that we fail each other. This is the way that we fail our future is when we don't focus on understanding, when we don't focus on principles. Because when when you, when we boil things down together, very frequently we'll find out that our principles actually align and our interpretation of how to enact them might be a little bit different. But once you, it is, it is very difficult to have any sort of a conversation where you're going to move the needle, when you're going to look at conversion, when you're not aligning principles. If you don't believe that you have aligned principles and you're not doing the work to figure out what the principles are, you're never going to create alignment and you're never going to gain conversion. You can follow this up and go in a little bit deeper. What else do you think about this? You know, And if your relationship is strong enough and you feel confident enough to actually do this in a manner that, that, will result in, that won't result in pushing the person away... You know, you could ask them about particular thoughts or particular people that they follow, that they really believe in. You could say, well, what would X person, let's use Trump. What would Trump need to do for you to no longer to believe in them or for you to no longer follow them? You know, and how far is too far is basically the question. And, and you can work this vice versa. You know, what is the, what's the one thing that you think people of the opposing side get right you know and, and the best implementation the best version the best use of this this kind of thought project is is to actually start the start this question off with your own or, or to respond to this question with your own venture onto the tightrope that is managing this situation that is that is engaging in this conversation and it's it's where you can say well, I typically find myself believing X. However, when I look at people who believe in Y, I think that they have some really good points and principles, you know, such as A, B, and C. Um, and I'm curious, from your perspective, from Camp Y, you know, what, what do you think people in Camp X over here, what do you think that we do well? What are some admirable principles that we hold? Um, and this is a great way to kind of break down the walls that we put up and, and, and drop those drawbridges. Um, this is a great way to invite others to do the same thing by example. Like it's, it's, it's people can feel jabbed or badgered if you just come in like, well, what do you think is great about, you know, about us? You know, like, like, hey, listen, I think that Republicans do are really really good about wanting to preserve history i think that they're i think that their conviction that they their desire to to uphold the constitution that found that the country's founded on i i, I think that's admirable that they that they put so much stock in our founding documents because our i know that our founding documents are are what bind us together as a country i think that we can all agree on that and so um and so you know, that's, that's venturing out and that's, that's going on a limb and it's aligning with them on, on principles that they agree with. 
you know, and then that opens it up to say, like, do you have, what are some things that you think about the other side? Like, the, there's got to be, like, a good thing, right? What do you think are, what is one good, even if it's just the spirit of it, you know, what do you think it is? And and they might say, you know what, I think that it's great that, that they, that the Democratic Party focuses so much on, on trying to make sure that we have clean air and, and we have, we have clean energy and, and that they're trying to preserve the world. I, I, there's nothing wrong with wanting to pursue that. I think that it's a, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's from the heart and it's admirable to pursue a, a purpose much larger than yourself. Now, if somebody's honest with themselves, they might be able to actually see that. Now, everyone's going to be different and these conversations might be a little bit more difficult than that, but it's, it's all about putting yourself out there, putting yourself in a vulnerable place first. Now, this is all better when done in person, right? With fewer people around because we often find ourselves invested in crowd work. You know, if you're familiar with the term like from comedians and how they have to work the crowd and what have you. But we find ourselves invested in crowd work when we know that other people are around and they're listening. Now, I think that it's it's beneficial to to... If you actually want to engage in this conversation, you actually want to learn is to to set time aside where you're able to to focus on what these people think versus allowing our minds to go um, away on this, you know, and, and care about what is going on around us. Right. I, I think that there's actually a really great example of, of this happening in real life that we should all really embody right now. We should all really look to focus on on this story and why this should be the model for all of us moving forward from this day. And this isn't saying, like, don't read more into this than what's really there. All right, so just bear with me. Let's work through this. There was a guy, and some of you might already know this story, but there was a guy named Daryl Davis. He was a blues, blues musician. But he also has and this is this is going to be the kind of taking straight from an article that was written about him um but he also has what some might call an interesting hobby for the past 30 years at the time the article was written davis a black man has spent time befriending members of the ku klux klan and then uh um and this was an npr article that was written in 2017 right so i'm not I, I think that this is I think that this is really this is really great because it shows somebody who's who's targeted by a particular group, right? He's targeted in a way that's not fair and not justified when you use any sort of logical rationale whatsoever. But there's a real hate and discontent for him because of the color of his skin, you know. And and he looks past that to the person, to the individual, and he like he like sits down at the bar and he's just having conversations with these guys, and he just he just he becomes a real person in these people's lives, and as he becomes real, they start naturally having to question their belief system because he shouldn't exist they shouldn't be able to have a cordial conversation with a person of color they shouldn't be able to to have respect and care for and 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 grow affection for a a person of a degenerate class of human beings but they did 
And they did because it happened on an individual human, a person level. And that is, that is what we're missing. We're, we're, we're viewing each other in groups and we're pushing each other further and further away. Now, I, I think that what we focus on here is, is making those changes, making the changes on the, on the personal level and, and looking to operate the, as the best version of you as possible. And so I, I think that this directly applies. I think that the best version of you looks for the humanity in others. I think that there are, there are times when we, we want to look for that win. We want to look for that slam dunk on somebody. We want to make people feel awful for, for having views that we, that we see as grotesque. Well, that man didn't, did not take that position. And what that man did was actually create conversions that that is have you when is the last time that you converted anybody when's the last time that you broke anybody from from thoughts that you thought you believed to be immoral when is the last time that you attempted when's the last time you attempted to communicate with somebody with opposing opinions from you who in a manner that was you were looking to, uh, you were seeking to understand, that you were seeking to gain a better understanding of of their principles and why they believe what they believe. Beyond, I'm liberty minded, or you know, uh, we need to focus on on people, and and we need to care about people first, and or you know, we need to care about money first, and whatever. When's the last time you went deeper? When's the last time you, you gave you gave any sort of mind towards these conversations, towards these people of opposing views? When's the last time that you did it with people on your side? Where you actually invested time into, into figuring out why it is that they believe what they believe? It's an interesting <laughs> Let's go one let's go one more. Let's go one deeper. When's the last time that you've done that with yourself? Now, what like why do you believe so strongly the things that you believe now if you believe if your entire attitude changed after president biden was inaugurated if if you felt this weight lift upon you or you felt this weight put upon you i i'm going to ask you to to consider your priorities right like we did in the beginning i just if you put so much stock in the events of things that you cannot control you're setting yourself up your your emotional well-being is being left to the whims of the world and left to the whims of the people in politics the probably the most like acknowledged group segment of people in America the ones that we can all look to to say I don't I don't trust you on on your face I believe that you have uh ulterior motives but when my side gets in and they win then I feel really good like ah, it's, is one side pure as the undriven snow and, and the other side muddy like mudslides in California. You know, like what, what, 
it are not all politicians seeking the same thing that most of us seek in their own self-interest, re-election, fame, fortune. If we're putting our stock in those people and we're not putting our stock in ourselves, you're, it's a it's a equation that leads to never being fulfilled, never feeling contentment, always waiting for the next shoe to drop. The next election is going to change the way that you feel your emotions. It, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news or living in the world for the past year, but out there in the world, that's not the place that I want to leave my emotional well-being up to is the whims of whatever is going on out there, no matter who's in charge. I want to be in control of that. You should want to be in control of yours. If you're not, what, then... I mean, good luck to you, brother. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not one to recommend sticking your head in the sand. But at the same time, I recommend focusing on those things that matter. And so the next inherent question is, what are the things that matter? Now, I won't cop out by saying, only you can decide this for you. Which is a truth that must be known at this point. You know, you got to acknowledge that that is true to a certain extent, but I won't, I won't cop out there. Um, this, this just isn't where the conversation ends, right? Like we got to carry on. So the, the things that matter are the things that actually impact your life the most. So right now, write those down. Pause this video, write them down. Then come back. Then you filter that down by saying, okay, the things that impact your life the most and that have some sort of impact, that you have some sort of impact on them. Just some sort of impact, some sort of influence. And I want you to write those down too. Go to pause it, take your time, sit down, write those down. So now you have your list of those first two lists, right? And now we're gonna go one step further and we're gonna say that write down the things that impact your life the most that you have complete control over. Write those down. Go ahead and pause it. Take your time. You can this. I'll, I ain't going anywhere. YouTube's amazing. <laughs> the list should be getting smaller and smaller as we go. And the key is to take one item from this final list and to act, act like a dictator, right? Take control over this one thing of your life with the insane control that an evil dictator would have with this one thing right i love this sentiment that comes from uh dr jordan peterson and i'm sure that everyone's got their own feelings about him but this this holds up very well treat yourself like someone that you're responsible for this is insanely crucial to those of us out there who are who, who may be amazing parents and children and brothers and sisters and friends and spouses but we continue to place the needs of others above our own. Now, this is nothing to change or to alter. I think that those are all really good things. I just think that in the process, you need to start treating yourself differently. I'm just asking you to, to, to walk and chew gum at the same time, right? When you're done taking care of others, it probably does not serve your best interests to go home, veg out on the couch, shoving your face full of cheese puffs and Mountain Dew, or wine and cake, you know, whatever your Achilles tendon may be. Uh, if you're, 
if you were struggling with this as a person who, who strives to help others and to always be there for them, if this is how you derive meaning and purpose in your own life, and you struggle to bring this concept of self-care into actions, perhaps a perspective shift may be in order. Maybe, maybe a, slight, a slight alteration may help you. Think about it this way. Think about the impact on the people that you care for, that you care for and that you serve. How will they be impacted if you're healthier, if you have more energy, if you feel better, if you live longer? Do you think you'll help more or less people? Do you think the people that you're already helping will be better or worse off? Is it not then your responsibility in serving these people to the best of your ability to make your abilities the best that they can be. That's that's the key, man. That's it. That's if we're if we're not focusing on those things that we can control. If if we're putting our focus and our time and our energy and our mental well-being in aspects of the world that we cannot control, we are going to end up sad and frustrated and angry and wanting to lash out and looking for the little victories. Looking for the little victories, looking for those argumentative wins is seeking happiness. I know it's weird when you're trying to destroy somebody through an argument, you're seeking to be happy. You know this is true when you're doing it because you feel good. When you win the argument, when you cut them down. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is not a sustainable model. Fulfillment. Satisfaction. These are sustainable models that are achieved by focusing on your purpose. Focusing on your why. When you focus on your why, you you start to... You start to shift. The world starts to shift around you. You start to, to notice, excuse me, you start to notice and, and acknowledge diff- people in different ways. It's hard to derive purpose. It's hard to derive meaning without taking yourself in the context of, of the society that we're in, of the people that you're in, the culture, and, and the fact that we are social beings living amongst other social beings and, and we thrive together. Our purpose is derived together. When we forget this, when we when we focus on things out of our control, we get removed from this. We think about happiness. We look through the little wins. It's easier. It's easier than pursuing purpose. The interesting thing is that when you pursue purpose, when you pursue you pursue your purpose. Happiness is a, is a byproduct. It comes with the wins that are there. But it, it doesn't work the other way around. Satisfaction doesn't come from pursuing happiness. Happiness is not an end state. It's a byproduct. And that's what I... I know that this is a short one. I get zapped of my energy when when I do politics which is um 
another reason why why we don't bring it on the show that often because it doesn't it doesn't do it for it doesn't light me up it doesn't it doesn't bring me joy but the joy comes from from moving the needle from helping people get from where they are to where they want to be to 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 the motion that gets there because there is no be there there is there is just progress there is just movement we are we are forever changing forever evolving beings and when we don't acknowledge that when we don't embrace that that's when that's when the things that we thought were stable crumble underneath our feet that's when relationships fall apart when we when we stop investing work into it when we stop fighting for love love goes away love is not something that is accomplished love is something that is lived you know this if you're married you work at it you work to keep the love up you work to keep impassioned in your relationship and no uh, the passion is not the same a year in that it is seven years in it's different but it's our responsibility to reaffirm the ground to re to make sure that the foundations are set to not take for granted the things that we have in our life the love that we have the people that we have and one of the best ways that that i know to do this is is by practicing gratitude and taking it and turning it into an action. You can do that every day and you can do it in simple, easy ways. You don't need to sit down and spend an hour in a special room with a special notebook and a special pen. Yes, I, I, I have all of those. <laughs> because there is, there for me, there's a benefit. I gain benefit from emphasizing the practice, from from building it up and it's not the way it always was you know I, I started just by having the thoughts and i was like oh wouldn't it be cool be cool if i had a a notebook that was my gratitude notebook all right cool and i know whenever i see this notebook that's gratitude there's happiness in there there's there's satisfaction in there and uh and, I, and then you know we just we happen to be out and uh where were we was it ashland north carolina when we found these like wooden pens, you know, these fountain, wooden fountain pens, beautiful, beautiful pens. Like, oh, you know what? That pen will go perfectly well with that notebook. Let's, let's do that. And boom. And, you know, just a little bit by little bit, like it was a, it was a really cool progression, honestly. And it's not required. It's just fun. It's just nice, you know? And, uh, and I, and I love it. I love practicing gratitude and it, and it helps to gear my mornings in a way that is more, conducive to the type of day that I want to have which is more conducive which I build and I make more conducive to the type of person that I want to be because I build the person I want to be day by day and even within that it's it's kind of like segment by segment right I, I might have a morning segment where I'm like really firing away and it's like close to me and and like everything's lighting up and then the afternoon is like nah, I gotta fill up a little bit you know and so it's Gratitude is a tool that you can use to kind of uh, put, like hit the refresh button. Like, okay, hold on, let's 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 clear out the the crap that might be fogging up our minds, and and let's let's think about gratitude. Let's just let's just enact gratitude and and act it out for for five minutes. You know, I'm gonna think about something that I'm grateful for. I'm gonna think about why I'm grateful for it and how it made its way into my life. Um, and boom by the time i'm done doing that like cool like i just a little reset a little reset button it's it's my it's my weapon it's my sword that i use to cut down negative thoughts and to be able to pursue my life 
in the manner that I want to. It, it, it removes the external hands from the steering wheel of the car that is my life, right? Is If I'm not deciding where my life is going to go, somebody else sure as hell will. Every single time. Everyone's vying for my attention. Everyone's vying for my focus. Everyone's vying for yours. I say mine. This is for everybody. We got news. We got emails. We got media. We got all of these things. We got social media. We got friends. We got family. Everyone's trying to tell you this is the best way. That's the best way. When is the last time when you asked yourself when you sat down with yourself? I like to do this every morning. I actually just came out today, right before this. I spent all morning finishing the the recording portion for uh, a, a video that I'm cutting that's that's called Your New Morning. And it's all about leveraging your mornings and taking advantage of them in a way that's always been available to you, but maybe you never really took advantage of or you never knew all of the different aspects that you could do and all the little kind of tricks and, and, and methods that you can have to really take advantage of your mornings and to set yourself up for success. Because I believe that when we take control of our mornings and we, we control our emotions and, and we enter our day with a sense of, of peace and grace and gratitude, that we can impart that upon the people that we are interacting with. And when we do that with people, we can, we can help, to, help to shift their emotions, which help to, to modify their thoughts and, and which have an impact on their actions. All of this stuff that everyone brings home with them. We all interact with these people. Like I said, we're social beings. We interact with each other. And the way that we interact with each other changes the way that we feel, changes the way that we think, changes the things that we do. I want to send the people that I work with home in a way that's, that is with a smile on their face, makes them feel like the, a value member of our team, and that they know that that people see them as people, as real people that provide real value. I challenge you to do the same. No, the the video will be released. I'll share the link for it. It's at, um, it'll be coming out here in today, tomorrow, sometime. I don't know, but uh, but it'll be out there, and, and I'll share it. And, and if you guys are interested, then there's a there's a little challenge that comes with it. It's a lot of fun. It's done wonders for me. It's helped to to shore me up especially as i made some really really big transitions in my life it's kind of was kind of my mooring during those times so if you guys are interested in figuring out or listening to a new way to start your morning off that is that will help you to live closer to your purpose then give it a listen check it out i'd love to i'd love to have you guys if so i'll see you there and if not i'll see you here again next week Thank you.